brand over coffee conversations are with different experts and inspiring individuals. They may be different in what they do, but they all share one thing in common. They all create, develop, and nurture brands. These conversations will highlight not only their expertise, but also their experiences. And I hope these could help answer some of your questions and inspire you to build your own brands and take your businesses to greater heights. My name is Andrea Ferry, founder of the Creative Brand Studio and your host for this podcast. When you're ready, let's talk brand over coffee. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Brand Over Coffee Conversations. This week, we will talk about the importance of having a strong corporate brand. What is a corporate brand anyway? Is that the same as a product brand? What if I only have a small company? Do I need to still build my own corporate brand? These are questions that some of us may have, and in the next half hour, I will discuss with my guest this week. I am fortunate to be joined by one of my dear friends, Anne Kyongo. Anne was actually one of my bosses at Ogilvy, where she has done a lot of work for brands under Unilever, Mondelez, and Kimberly-Clark. Currently, she's the Corporate Communications Director of Victoria's Milling Company, one of the biggest local companies in the Philippines. Hi, Anne. Welcome, and thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Trey. Of course, you know, anytime. Thank you. So before we begin, it would be great if you could share with us more about Victoria's Milling Company and your current role. Oh, sure. Um, so VMC, uh, it's a sugar manufacturing company. So it's been operating for over 100 years now. VMC, you know, just diversified into other sugarcane-related industries. So we are now into renewable energy. So that's power cogeneration, biofuels production. So what do I do? We take care of internal and external communications. We also do community relations. So we do our CSR activities, which is really fun for me, no? I really enjoy that a lot. So we implement our sustainability programs and, of course, the paperwork. So that's the repertorial requirements to the SEC. Yes, so for sure, we will talk more about what you do and more about VMC later. But in the next 20-30 minutes, the topic that we will be focusing on is the importance of having a strong corporate brand. And to help guide us, we could structure our conversation into three parts. So the first one, we could talk about some examples of strong corporate brands. So corporate branding done right. The second part, we could talk about some challenges that one may encounter in creating a strong corporate brand. And then the third one, given your area of expertise, what would be the benefits of having a strong corporate brand for you? To get us all on the same page, it would be great to first define what a corporate brand is. So without having to further complicate it, I would take the example of a company that produces, say, running shoes. When they brand their products or their running shoes, usually they would highlight the materials or the technology that they use. But on the other hand, the company also needs to communicate and brand itself. So what does it stand for as a company? Its mission, its values, its vision. You know, it needs to communicate itself and what the company is about. So everything under this company, the different businesses, the different products, under its portfolio could hinge from this so-called umbrella, and that is your corporate brand. That's true. So yeah, so to start, Anne, what do you think are some good examples of strong corporate brand or corporate branding done right? Well, me, I'd like to cite Ayala as an example for corporate branding, so having a diverse business portfolio. So they're known for their real estate business, so that's Ayala Land, known to offer high-quality homes, 
but they're also into banking like BPI. And again, another pioneer no, in that industry and telecommunications globe. So they're also into other businesses. So through the years, they were able to take care of their name and their reputation. Okay? Now, something like that can be achieved when a company is grounded by a strong set of values, you know, like corporate values or a sense of purpose, a vision, as you mentioned, that is clearly communicated with their stakeholders over time. Now, the people behind Ayala, they're also known personalities here. They're very well respected. So the way they speak, what they say, their actions are all consistent with what is reflected in their business portfolio strategy. So people around them see this, they witness it, and this helps form or strengthen the image or perception about their brand. So you know they're what, 180 plus years old, so almost 200 years, and still they remain to be a strong brand here. So yeah, that, I, I think Ayala would be a nice, good example. Yeah, interesting. For me, another good example would also be Unilever. So Unilever owns over 400 brands, right? So however, it works under this one company approach that centers on the Unilever corporate brand. So we know that each product, each business, each brand is built and developed individually. However, always it is aligned and hinged on Unilever as an organization. So it's culture, values, vision. I read in an article, the CEO said, in the future, every Unilever brand will be a brand with purpose. So this bold statement that aids the company to realize their vision to be, you know, this global leader in sustainable business also serves as kind of like their North Star for the whole organization. So it's very interesting that you highlighted Ayala as an example, which is a local company in the Philippines. And then on the other hand, you also have a global company like Unilever. So it just goes to show that no matter whether you're a local company or a global company, a a small one or a big one, it would come in handy if you have a strong corporate brand. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So with your line of work, you're very exposed to this. This is like your everyday work, so to speak, building the corporate brand of BMC. What would be some of the challenges when one company tries to create a strong corporate brand? Okay, so challenges. So now, no, not so much a challenge, you know, but with corporate branding, and like in what we used to do before for product or service advertising or promotions, you're not just answering consumers' needs or how a product or service answers needs. No? The scope is much broader now because it affects multiple stakeholders. So that's your employees, investors, Government agencies, and we deal a lot with government agencies now, and our suppliers, partners, so various groups that are in some way or another affected by your business or by your operations. Now, we need to listen to them, communicate with them constantly. As well, you know, we always staying true and consistent with our brand purpose, our values, you know, all of these things. So that's, that's important for us. It's, that's uh, something that we have to be conscious about all the time. Another thing, though, you mentioned earlier, like with Unilever practically mandating all their brands to be, you know, to have a purpose. So, and the same with Ayala. So you'll see that the key pe- it's the key people who drive no? the, strateg- the strategic vision, the purpose. They should champion it. And of course, rightly so. They are the leaders. So a challenge for me is ensuring that this vision, which your leaders are passionate about, you know, is consistent. With what, pe- what the employees know, what they understand and believe, it's one end, no? 
and how the external stakeholders see or perceive the company brand. So these three all have to be aligned at all times. If at one point or another, I you know one gets disengaged with the communications, you know, then it it falls apart. So it's ensuring that they are always aligned, no? And I think lately, no, we've been experiencing this. So another challenge is in maintaining a good reputation and name over time. You know, that's hard. Accidents happen. You just have to be honest with your stakeholders and correct and address things or issues as fast as you can. So for times like this, you'll really have to do some crisis management, which can be very painful. <laughs> and it's actually my least favorite no, in what we do. But, you know, so these are like the challenges that we encounter no, in managing our corporate brand. It's also interesting how you touched on it earlier. You mentioned it. But I think big challenge is also to really ensure that you have the consistency and the discipline. And so it really does help if you have the top management who are the button pushers, who would give the green light if they are really uh, driving the bus, <laughs> so to speak, in making sure that yeah, the entire organization pushes forward to nurture the corporate brand. A lot of businesses also are really good at branding their products. So everyone, so from your customers to your stakeholders to your employees would know, say, for example, what an Alexa does or what an iPod does. However, I have seen that a lot of organizations tend to be less confident and less strong when it comes to building their own corporate brand. So many firms struggle to articulate and communicate what the parent company does, what it stands for, how it should be perceived not only by the outside world, but also within the company itself. And if we look at companies like Unilever, Nestle, BMW, Apple, they do a good job in nurturing not only strong product brands, but also an equally strong corporate brand. And that kind of like helps propel them to the top spot year after year. So I think that's also another challenge for companies, how do you articulate? How do you come? Because without the proper articulation, what would you communicate, right? Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. So we have spoken about some examples of strong corporate branding. Then we just discussed the different challenges. Why do you think is it important then? What are the benefits of having a strong corporate brand? There's a lot. You've mentioned quite a few already. But another thing I may add is that it gives you a competitive edge. Especially if your stakeholders share the same values, they believe you, they will choose you over other brands. It simply sets you apart. Another thing for me is loyalty. So there's employee loyalty you know, who will love you, you know, and feel inspired working for you. Actually, that's sustainability already right there. Also, not, but not just from your employees, but also from your stakeholders who will continue to believe you and support you. You need that you know, for your business to last. And again, that's driven by your brand. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. You know, it really does underpin your competitive advantage. A clear corporate brand is critical in keeping a strong competitive strategy as a firm like Ayala, Unilever would understand. So if you have a big company with over, I don't know, with hundreds of brands, it helps if they all work in, in the same direction. So as I've said earlier, it kind of like you, you need to have this North Star for the entire organization. So then this clarifies with everyone from your stakeholders to your employees, to your customers, what your company stands for as an organization. And if everyone, each business would actually be 
moving forward in the same direction, then of course, this kind of like create a bigger impact and a more significant impact, right? Versus each product or each brand or each business working individually. Working independently, correct, yes. They will build on each other, yes. Yes, exactly. So unifying an organization, I'm sure you have a lot of experiences with this and you have seen a lot of companies as well. So yes, a unified organization is definitely critical in achieving and maintaining success, right? So what are your thoughts? How would you make sure that you get everyone involved, like, does it have to be an expensive exercise, for example, for one company? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't have to be. You know, probably at the start, because um, you really have to, to your, you know, articulate, to, to develop it, to identify what your purpose is. So at the start, you know, you'll have to do a little bit of, you group yourselves together, the top management and some key employees to help articulate, no, what your brand purpose is, what your values have been for the past few years, and then write them all down. So, that's a start. And then start developing your corporate branding, your corporate identity. Then you, you start to invest in how you look, no? corporate branding. And then eventually the communication plan. Now, for the communication plan, because us, we have a lot of, as mentioned earlier, no? a, lot of, a lot of stakeholders. So we talk to a lot of you know, different groups. So just make sure you choose the right communication channel to reach them. You don't have to spend a lot, you know, and then it's unnecessary if it doesn't reach them. And, and besides here, it's almost very personal. It's a smaller group. So like, for instance, with the community, with community concerns, then we just have to do town halls, you know, go to the barangay hall and speak with them, have a few snacks in, with coffee here and there, and then just speak with them. So so it's, it's really about identifying the proper communication channel. Later on, because now you're messaging with, You'd ensure that your message, messaging is consistent and all of that. So it will build. No? It will build on that message. So a little reinforcement here and there will already uh, support the brand. So perhaps not at the start. There, there will be a bigger investment. But along the way, because of the, you know, once you're able to maintain a, po- a positive or good name no, or reputation, then it will just contribute. They will contribute to the, over, the overall objective yeah interesting you mentioned about really making sure to get everyone in the company involved you know whether it's just holding town hall meetings and being transparent in 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 communicating with your internal stakeholders and partners so it's really critical that everyone from employees to the management should be aligned with the firm's vision and mission values. They need not only to be on the same page, but also to embody what the company stands for, right? So a very good example is also Dyson. So as a company, Dyson believes that there's always a better way. And and this DNA is actually rooted from its founder, James Dyson, being an inventor and engineer, you know. So he was very obsessed in perfecting the vacuum cleaner. And this obsession kind of like led him to making sure that he has the perfect product for that. So everyone in the company I read is encouraged to think like an engineer. So no matter what your position is, from which department you are, you are encouraged to kind of like take things apart and put them together together better. So with everyone embodying this 
personality, this value of what Dyson is, you know, it not only provides a clear direction for the company, but at the same time, it's also much easier for their customers to believe mm-hmm. that this is what the company is all about. And it's not just some marketing uh, package story, but it's really their blood and in their DNA, this obsession in perfecting their products, right? So yeah, very interesting. To end the conversation, Anne, what would be your tips for a company, especially a small, I would say a smaller company, if they want to start nurturing their own corporate brand? Actually, it's even better if they're small, no? You know, start, it's, it's even better to start right, you know, as you're still growing. So my tip would be, and, and practically, you know, to, to summarize, no? just be clear with your brand purpose, vision, your mission, your values, no? all of that. This will determine your culture and how your company and people will behave. So that's one. No? And then be consistent with your communications. Stay in touch with the needs of your stakeholders. And then, again, as mentioned, as, just, as we discussed, no? stay relevant in the proper communication channels. Now, if you haven't identified your brand purpose, your values, etc., yet, no, it's not too late. There are always professionals who can help guide you in formulating all of these for you. Now, for some perspective or reading, so I recommend Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. I came across this book just last year, and it was very inspiring. You, know, you might get some tips there on how to start, but you really have to start here. So the corporate look, the branding, the communication plan, no, that can follow. But first, establish these things and then start doing your corporate branding right because this will help your company thrive and survive for a long time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You mentioned it. Corporate identity, that's very important. But a strong corporate brand is more than just the logo and some catchy tagline. No? So, And developing it would really require a lot of time. It requires commitment. It requires discipline, not only from top management, but the entire organization. And it could be a slow burn process, you know. However, it is necessary <laughs> if you want to sustain your business because at the end of the day, a strong corporate brand ultimately builds confidence not only within your organization but also among customers, which would impact your bottom line and provide you with a competitive advantage. But to your point, you don't need to know everything. Ask for help. And usually, an outsider's perspective is always appreciated because it gives you yeah, exactly. It gives you a yeah, it gives you a fresh perspective on how you see things. Sometimes when you're just really stuck in your box, you think you have <laughs> you think you get it, you get it right, but then a, a different perspective would always be welcomed, right? That's wow. True. Thank you so much, Anne. That was such an interesting and insightful conversation. So <laughs> I know you're busy with BMC, so good luck with everything that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you, Grace. Catch up soon. Okay, bye-bye. Yep, ciao. If you enjoy listening to Brand Over Coffee Conversations, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Please do not forget to share your reviews and help spread the love on social media by tagging hashtag brandovercoffee. For questions, comments, and topic suggestions, you may reach me on Instagram at andreaa.ferry. Thank you for listening to Brand Over Coffee Conversations.